install Mark now. He won't be in that role as elder at large anymore. Gus, what did I say? What did I say? Mark. Maybe that was prophetic. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, anyway, Gus, he will continue to be the True Bridge covering for us. And I'm so thankful for that. We're so thankful for Pastor Larry and the True Bridge covering. But uh, he, he often, what he would say is the elders are to lead. They're, we're in place to lead, to feed, and to protect the congregation. And so that's, that's what we endeavor to do, and we thank you for your prayers. Pastor Dean has a scripture he's going to share with us here. I'll let you do that. And uh, I was just praying about a scripture I could share. And I've known Gus for, we've traveled together, ministered together for 15 years, I don't know how long, but <laughs> a while. Canada, some, uh, North Dakota, around Minnesota, but. Um, it's so one thing is I've known him. His focus is the Word of God. And he has traveled the whole world preaching the Word yeah. and bringing a love for the Word into people's hearts. Yeah. And he, you know, today, if people, well, you just need to believe. You just need to believe the Word. Yeah. That is just the overflow of his heart. And that's his call, his ministry laying that foundation in people's hearts, evangelistic, apostolic, however you want to define it, but that foundation of the word. And so this scripture, I love what Jesus said, the sower sows the word. Let's read that together. The sower sows sows the the word. And that's what Gus has given his life to. A lot of times we look at this scripture and we're thinking about the blessings that come back to us, but somebody has to be the sower that activates the hearts to grow in God. And, I, and as I was praying, I, I just got to thinking about all the places that Gus has gone and sowed, sown the word over the, you know, all the different countries where he's been. And it's producing fruit. And we want to just put our agreement today with all those that have heard and responded to the word. Put agreement that that fruit is going on. It will, it will shine brightly when Jesus comes. And those are the ones on whom the seed was sown on the good soil, and they hear the word and accept it and bear fruit 30, 60, and 100-fold. So I just wanted to acknowledge who Gus is in the kingdom of God, and we welcome him. Amen. In Jesus' name. Okay. At this point, I think I will ask you to stand, and kids, you can just get in a spot where you can see maybe, but you can raise your hands this direction. And uh, Kent, I'm going to have you lead out for us in prayer over Gus here now. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. Father, the word that comes to me is just honored and humbled that we have a man like Gus that will step forth and fill a position that is needed to be filled here. And Father, we thank you for his heart, a heart of humility and a heart that honors you and serves you. 
And Father, we thank you as we set him into this position today by the laying on of hands that you will continue to lead and guide this man and just blend him in with this group and just let him continue, Father. Continue to serve you. Continue to serve the people here at Ten Strike and wherever he goes. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. And now in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, we do install you, Gus Shogren, as elder here at Ten Strike Community Church. Hallelujah. Amen. Did you have more? And I'm going to ask Gus, hang on just a minute, kids. We're going to have Gus, our new elder, lead in prayer for us as a church family, and that includes you, children. As we move forward as a family, as a church family, in the great commission that Jesus has given to us. So let's just receive that prayer. Join our faith with God's here. Hallelujah, Lord. What the Lord has put on my heart is that we just need to seek the Lord in prayer. And pray that covering and blessing over the church, over the church body. And bind the forces of darkness that would come against us in the name of Jesus. God has given us that authority to bind Satan over our lives. And we need to do that. We need to do that corporately as a group as a family, yes. pray God's blessing down. Yes. Not just in our own houses, yes. but ask that blessing to come on our extended families, on the church family. Yes. And we need to remember to pray for this nation. that God would move in a supernatural way to protect this country from the plans of Satan. And so we just need to press into the things of God. We need to press in in prayer, believing that God is real, that with God all things are possible. And that he can lose angels in heaven to move in supernatural ways that man cannot understand. And so we just thank you, Lord, for miracles in our midst today. Father, we just ask for that expectancy. That we expect a miracle every morning. That we expect God to move in our behalf. That we know God is on our side. Yes. That he is all powerful. That he hears our prayers. Amen. Yes. Father, we thank you for that in Jesus' mighty yes. name. Yes. And so that thing you're dealing with in your life, just speak to it. Yeah. And say, it is done. Yeah. In Jesus' yeah. name. Yes. For yes. God has given me the victory. Yes. Yes. And Satan will not have his way. Because greater is the power of the blood that was poured out on Calvary to break the power of the enemy. 
Hallelujah, Lord. We just thank you for that in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Everybody in agreement said amen. Hallelujah. Thanks, children, for staying with us. We'll release you now to your classes. That's fifth grade on down, I believe it is. And the rest of you, let's greet each other just a moment or two. Greet somebody new. And then we'll have Peter. Good morning, everybody. We awake? Good morning, everybody. Morning, Tenster. There we go. There we go. That's good. All right. So a couple announcements, maybe just one, we'll see. Um, so first off, uh, after the service today, we're, you're welcome to join us for a, a fellowship meal prepared by our own youth in that corner over there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's tater tot hot dish uh, with, um, yeah, it should be good. Beans and carrots and all the good stuff. Okay, so join us for that. And also, uh, we want to remind you that next week, uh, I believe, we'll be having uh, a potluck meal. So if you want to have food, bring what you want to eat, and we can all share together, and it'll be good. Um, so I won't read the rest of these. You can find these uh, on the Facebook page, and also um, if you need to get on the email list, you can get these announcements every week. Um, a lot of the same things kind of cycle through, but also good stuff to kind of pay attention to, especially things about classes, morning classes at 9.30. Um, always good to kind of remember what's going on here. And, or you don't, maybe don't, don't even look. Just show up and see what's here and have fun with that too. All right. So I have something to share with you this morning. All right. And this doesn't have a name, but it uh, goes like this. So, as uh, yesterday was the first day of autumn, uh, I thought it would be appropriate to, to ruminate on this theme of the harvest, right? Um, which in the Bible is one of those repeating symbols of, of God's blessing and favor towards us in a very tangible, obvious way, right? Collecting things in, gathering in uh, the goodness, right? Uh, and to do so, I'd like to read uh, just a, a portion, uh, the most part of the portion of, uh, of Psalm 104 for us. Uh, and it goes... Uh, bless the Lord, O my soul. Uh, o Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with honor and majesty. You cover yourself with light as with a garment, and you stretch out the heavens like a curtain and lay beams of, his, of your upper chamber in the waters. Who makes the clouds his chariot, who walks on the wings of the wind, and he sends the springs into the valley. They flow among the hills. And they give drink to every beast of the field, the wild donkeys, they quench their thirst, and by them the birds of the heaven have their home, and they sing among the branches, and he waters the hills from his upper chambers. The earth is satisfied with the fruit of your works. You cause the grass to grow for the cattle and the vegetation for the service of man, that he may bring forth food from the earth, and wine that makes glad the heart of man, and oil to make his face shine and bread which strengthens man's heart. The trees of the Lord are full of sap, and the cedars of Lebanon which he has planted, where the birds make their nests, and the stork has her home in the fir trees. The high hills are for the wild goats, and the cliffs are a refuge for the badgers. And he appointed the moon for its seasons, and the sun knows it's going down. You make darkness, and it is night in which all the beasts of the forest creep about. The young lions roar after their prey, and seek their food from God. But when the sun rises, they gather together and lie down in their dens. 
and man goes out to do his work, to do his labor until the evening. O Lord, how manifold are these works. In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your possessions. This great and wide sea in which are innumerable teeming things, living things, both small and great. These all wait on you, that you may give them their food in due season. What you give them, they gather in. You open your hand, and they are filled with goodness. You hide your face, and they are troubled. You take away their breath, and they die, and return to their dust. But you also send forth your spirit, and they are created, and you renew the face of the earth once again. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his own works. May my meditation be sweet towards him. I will be glad in my Lord. So there are so many wonderful things in this psalm. Uh, Here the psalmist takes in kind of the whole of creation. He sees how intricately everything is laid out, how it's balanced, night and day, the cycling seasons, this interplay between man and beast, man and nature, even life and death. Um, Everything, it's webbed, it's connected, it's ordered by him. But more importantly, he knows that all these systems that he sees around him uh, speak to that profound care and pride that our God takes in his own creation, in his own work. Uh, So as I was reading this psalm and meditating on it this week, uh, I was really impressed by this phrase right at the center um, where the psalmist says that the earth is satisfied with the fruit of God's work. And for me, this sort of reorients uh, this entire idea of what blessing sort of looks like, uh, especially to those in the past who really depended on the literal fruits of the earth for their sustenance and for their wealth. Um, The world itself is supplied not by the labors of man, but by the goodness and the essence of who God is as the blesser here. If we labor, we thank God for that time that is given and allotted to us. And if we receive payment for that labor back, we just thank God again for his provision. This, of course, doesn't decrease the value of what we do, but it changes the heart of why I think we do anything. Um, How we see ourselves as we interact with what we have been given. Um, As we partake of the harvest this year, uh, both spiritual and literal, um, I'd like us to remember who we belong to, I guess, and at what price we were bought. Uh, That in whatever amount we are blessed today even, That we do not uh, count it as our just desserts or what we deserve as our right as God's children, even though the Bible says us that we do have a right as his children, right? But we see it as part of this bigger plan for what his kingdom is and how he is defined by generosity and fullness and love. So, Father, I just thank you today for for who you are. I just ask that you just open our eyes to how we are part of, of everything, how we are something bigger than, than maybe we can imagine. Um, that we won't go out and asking, oh, what's my portion? What's, what's my blessing, Lord? But asking, how, how am I a blessing in this world? How are, am I a part of this kingdom of blessing that you've created already? And it's all around me. Just open our eyes, Jesus. In your name, amen. 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 Thanks, Peter. And if you're tithes and offerings today, we have boxes on the back wall that you may place them in. Thank you, Lord. Okay, I was just going to mention this. Um, We were going to have Joan give an update with the building uh, today, but uh, 
her and Dave are gone this weekend now, so she did send this text. She said, Troy, that's the contractor's planning on starting work on the second week of October. The siding is ordered, and then part of it is going to be cedar lumber, like I think where the cross is there and such. And she says uh, they could use help from a couple people in putting poly on there. Is that polyurethane, I suppose, or whatever? But anyway, um, on the raw cedar. So just talk to Joan or maybe Joyce or someone if you could help with that. And um, praise God. Yeah, right. I want to put a, get that on there before it goes up. So we're talking today about, we've been talking about radiating God's love, and we have that picture of the artwork that Sue did of radiating in Minnesota. And you know, when we know God, it's going to show. When we know God's love for us, it's going to show. When we know, it's going to show. And we know it'll show. When we know, it will. That's just the way it is. And uh, we've been talking about God's love, God's life, and all these things. And we're talking about how when we're living in close fellowship with God and the body of Christ, we're filled with the Spirit, and we will be radiating God's glory to the people that are in our surroundings. And uh, in this particular message, like we did two weeks ago, we're going to look at the importance of feeding on spiritual food of the Word of God. Um, radiant health comes, and you can put the picture up, Anthony, the first one, radiant spiritual health comes from good spiritual nutrition. Now here's a picture of people that are in, sometimes we use the word radiant health. You know, they're just very healthy and it shows. Um, but we must be in this kind of health spiritually and then it will show. It'll show. It also so shows, <clears throat> you can put up the other picture, You can tell real quick he's not in radiant health, right? Well, you know what? Spiritually, need I say more? <laughs> Is that what we're coming across as sometimes spiritually as believers? Well, it should not be that way. Um, but we must eat the spiritual food. And we're talking about the Word of God, specifically. I shared with you a few weeks ago about how when I had gotten so ill in 1991 with a burst appendix and that went on for three months and I got down to no fat in my body and I had had surgery and then a nutritionist met with me and said, Stephen, she said, Stephen, if you do not eat, you're going to die because your body is now using your muscle. I mean, it's starting to feed on your muscle. And so I got, I started eating. I mean, I started eating, even though I did not feel like it. I didn't have an appetite for food. I still 
ate food and things changed. I can't say I don't have any of that three-letter word anymore, you know. It just happens. But uh, um, if you don't eat, you will die. And really spiritually, we'll wither up too. If we don't eat the right food, uh, we'll become spiritually weak. So our spiritual food, and this is a big part of it, the Word of God. Aren't you thankful for God's Word, for the Bible? Um, God's Word is good, healthy, spiritual food. And yes, it is. Jesus said it's, in Matthew 4, verse 1, said, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days, and forty nights afterwards he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are, so he's trying to get him to doubt, if you're the Son of God, well, command these stones to become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And we are so blessed to have the written word of God. Physical food needs to be eaten, and then it's digested, and then it nourishes the cells of our physical body. Otherwise, it doesn't do any good. The same, I mean, food could sit there all day, but it won't help us if we don't partake of it, if we don't eat it. We must eat it and make it a part of ourselves. Then and only then, it'll bring forth good fruit and impact our lives and the lives of other people too. So how do we eat, eat God's Word? Well, we eat it by reading it, by hearing it, by meditating on it, by acting as though it's true, by acting as though it's true, in other words, by doing it. And when it becomes a part of us, the Word of God actually becomes like a sword of the Spirit, a powerful weapon against our enemy Satan, cutting to shreds his lies. See, this is the truth. And it cuts to shreds the enemy's lies. Matthew 4.4, 4, there, which we just read, the English word, word, is translated from the Greek word, rhema. And in my Bible, there's a, a word wealth where it says that this word rhema says that which is said or spoken in utterance. In other words, we take the word into ourselves, we plant it as seed, just like the scripture Pastor Dean was sharing. The sower sows the word. The, the word plants into our heart, our spirit, and it renews our mind. And once we got it, once we know it, by we, once we know it, we will speak it forth, even as Gus prayed this morning. Wow. The things that we've had already this morning, the scripture and the prayer, it just zeroes right in on what we're doing. I don't know if you noticed it, but our new sign echoes what we're talking about this morning, too. Let's see, what does it say? Um, the Bible is not, the Bible is our daily bread, not 
an occasional piece of cake. So we're proclaiming that to the world. It's not just once in a while piece of cake or once on Sunday piece of cake or something. Daily bread. Amen? Um, but that word is rhema, spoken. That's what happens. That's what, and that rhema word, it, it becomes as we meditate in it, and we'll look at this more as we go on, but the Holy Spirit takes that word and speaks it into our heart so that in turn we know it and then we can speak it out again as that weapon. Ephesians 6.17 says, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word, and that's the word rhema, of God's spoken word. It's spoken to us by God, and then we speak it out as God's mouthpiece in the world, into our families, into our schools, into our church, into our businesses, into our workplace, wherever we are. A rhema word from God is one that we have eaten or received and made a part of our very being. We then speak this word from our heart in faith. In faith. So planting the word in our spirits and renewing our mind is what happens. This spoken word of faith, it's taken root in our heart like a seed that we planted there. And Jesus he likened the word of God to a seed in the parable of the sower. Again, what was just read this morning. And the word of God renews our mind, making it what we call a spiritual mind versus a fleshly mind. Our mind is either controlled by the spirit, and God's word is spirit, or by the flesh. We are still in a world, and we still have flesh to deal with. But as we take in the word, our mind is renewed. So that's spiritual mind, controlled by the spirit. And in Romans 8, we hear that the spiritual mind brings life. It is life to us. But the fleshly mind is death. It shows the importance of a renewed mind in the word. It shows the importance of being spirit-controlled versus flesh-controlled. And when contrary circumstances in life confront you, me, we can speak this word from God. Once we got it, once it's been planted, we've eaten it, we've meditated on it, we're meditating it, our mind comes renewed to it, comes in line with the word, and it becomes a mighty weapon. A mighty weapon against our enemies. The Word of God takes root in our lives when we keep it there. Say that. Keep it there. Even in the midst of the adverse trials which try to steal it. And believe me, it will. If we read further in that passage that Pastor Dean had there, lots of stuff comes into to try to steal the Word out of our lives. To keep it out of our, get it out of our heart, get it out of our mind. Lots of things, circumstances try to do it. The cares of life, adversity will try to steal it and say, no, this really isn't real. This circumstance is what's real. Well, that's a lie. The Word of God brings faith to us so that we can stand strong 
even when our enemy comes against us like a roaring lion. Some of you today may be dealing with like a roaring lion. But what we're saying is, be strong in the Lord, be strong in the Word, stay in the Word, keep the Word in you. Keep it in there. Cast down these other thoughts and imaginations that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God in Christ Jesus. Cast that junk down. You see the importance of being in the Word. But here's the word. Consistency and faithfulness in feeding on God's Word. So important. Consistency. Say that with me. Consistency and faithfulness. What does that mean? Daily bread. Not occasional piece of cake. Daily bread. By the word, if you have phrases, that to be fairly short. We can, what we discovered is we can put like two second segments of three different parts of like a sentence or a phrase up there and people will be able to see it when they come past. Something you can read in two, th- sec- two seconds. 1001, 1002. Okay, so if you think of that when you give us those phrases to put up there. But consistency and faithfulness and feeding on God's Word. You know, I can see that sign can have we need to be praying over that sign. Just think, the middle of the night, someone driving past that, it could change their life for eternity. Maybe they're having suicidal thoughts and they come past here and they get just the right word. The word! That's like sowing the word. It's another way. By whatever means. Amen? But consistency and faithfulness. God's Word is formed in our lives one piece at a time. Kind of like a picture puzzle, as we mentioned a few weeks ago. We're going to show that again here, Anthony. Like a picture puzzle is is, uh, formed one piece at a time, not all, all at once. So be patient, be consistent, be faithful. If you're, going to, if you're going to put a puzzle together, you've got to be consistent and faithful at it. Like my mom is. You know, she has it there, and every day, maybe just a few pieces. And then once in a while, somebody else will come over and help her find a few pieces. And that's where we can help each other with getting those pieces of the Word implanted in our lives. You know, we can do it ourselves, but others can help. That's where small groups are good. We have some at 9.30 on Sunday mornings, other times. Let us know if you'd like to start a small group or be in one. But the outside frame of the picture would include the basics of our Christian faith. By the way, we have a Christian Foundations class. Andrew is uh, teaching that one at 9.30 on Sunday mornings. But over time, it begins to make more and more sense to us, the Word, one piece at a time. As we are faithful to feed on God's Word, its effects in our lives become more and more obvious to us and to those around us. But These are important keys, consistency, 
in continuance, faithfulness. Continue to do it, even when you don't feel like it. Like I was, I didn't feel like eating. Just begin to do it. Your appetite comes back, and even sometimes when you don't have an appetite for a certain food, as you begin to eat it, it changes. You can develop an appetite for that. So keep on keeping on, is what we're saying. Keep on keeping on. Now one of the resources that I use for getting the Word into, of God into me, of course, this is the best, just reading the Bible itself, but there's a lot of resources. You know, online or books, but there's a book I read each morning, it's called Faith Food, and I think we have a picture of it there to show you by Kenneth E. Hagan. And I have the reading from September 5 that I'm going to just have you read with me this morning. Faith in God is simply faith in His Word. Holy Spirit, help us to soak in these thoughts. Aluminum to us. Study God's Word with this determination. I will find out what God says and agree with it. You can expect the things of God to work for you if you take sides. You can't expect it to work if you take sides against his word. This may mean unlearning certain religious ideas. Too often we've been religiously brainwashed instead of scripturally taught. Is that true? Is that scriptural? Well, it says in Mark 7, I just added this, then he, that's Jesus, he said, you skillfully sidestep God's law in order to hold on to your tradition. Well, we don't want to do that. We want to line up with the Word. But Hagen continues, find out what God says in His Word regarding, and then he gives some things here, what God has made available for us in His plan of redemption. We need to find out what the blood of Jesus has bought for us, what the Father is to you. Father God, what is He to me? The Bible tells us so what it is. What Jesus is doing for you right now at the Father's right hand, at the right hand of the Father. What is Jesus doing right now? So interesting what the Bible tells us about that. And it affects us directly. Four, what the Holy Spirit is doing in you right now. We need to find out from the Word of God what the Holy Spirit has come to do. Continuing with Hagen, then find out from his word what God thinks about the following, what he says you are in Christ. Two, who you are in Christ. Three, what you have because you're in Christ. And then continuing, even though it may not seem real in your life, start confessing, start saying, Yes, that's mine. According to God's word, that's mine. If I find it in here, this is the real. The others are the unrealities. This is the reality here, the ultimate reality. Hagen continued, you then find that faith's confession creates reality. And so here's a confession for today. And we say this together. I agree with the word of God. 
What he says I am, I am. What he says I have, I have. So God's Word, the Bible, reveals all these truths to us. All these things that we just read from Hagen. And the truth makes us free. When we know the truth, we will be made free from the lies of the devil, from false religious traditions or ways of thinking, free from addictive, entrapping, and destroying sin, free from the bondage to fear. And note, living in anxiety and fear is sin. The Word frees us from all these things, and we could go on and on. Just to back that up, confirm it, John 8, 31 says, And then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in me and in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you will know, say no, you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. When you know, it will show. That word know in my Spirit-filled life Bible, for verse 32 there, the word know, it's ginosko, the Greek word. It means to perceive, understand, recognize, gain knowledge, realize, come to know. Ginosko is the knowledge that has an inception, a progress, and an attainment. It's the recognition of truth by personal experience. We can personally experience in our lives this Bible. The Word of God takes flesh in us. The Word of God becomes a part of our personal life experience. When we come to know it, when we know it, we'll show it. Say that with me. When we know it, we'll show it. And that comes not just an occasional piece of cake. Find whatever means you can to get the word in you. You know, we've got CDs, we've got cell phones, we got, I mean, we can get the word from so many ways, so many angles. Oh, wow. Just feeding it. When I get up in the morning, one shape or another, Sometimes it's not just the exact reading of the word, but a teacher or something. I'll put it on. I'll put it on in my bathroom when I'm taking a shower, and I'll I'll just hear it there uh, whenever I can in the car when you're traveling. I know John. He goes. He's got a pretty long commute. John Coodley. He he makes good use of that. He listens to CDs about the Word, teaching of the Word. And you know, you have, we're not going to get into this a lot this time, but we will the next time I teach. You have a personal tutor right there in the car with you, John, every time you go to Bagley. You've got a personal tutor right there who dwells inside of you, and he brings illumination. You know, you hear somebody talk, and there may be something they say specifically, but have you ever noticed it? Maybe it's happened to you this morning. The God, 
Holy Spirit is here and he can speak something into your heart that I didn't even directly say because he is ultimately the teacher. He's the teacher. You know, there's vessels. Pastor Dean was sharing how God has used Gus as a vessel all through countries all around the world. But you're a vessel and you can speak that word but again, it's not you. That's where the words that we speak to, pe- to people, the word that we speak to people, it's anointed, it's life, it's spirit, it's life, and it can speak into their spirit. It's like a sword that pierces through. It pierces through. It pierces all the way through into the spirit. And it discerns things. It discerns the thoughts and tents of the heart. The Holy Spirit knows exactly what you've been thinking this morning. He knows exactly if you've been having thoughts of depression, things trying to pull you down this morning. And He knows the word to give you. His word, one word He's saying this morning is know it, and you will show it. Know this word. Find new ways, maybe. Maybe not new ways, maybe some of you just drifted. You know, over the summertime, that can happen sometimes, or just times, different times in our life. You know, I'll close with this. I still remember the time when I was in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I was feeling depressed because I had, there was this, a couple weeks where I just hadn't gotten into the Word. I suppose I got too busy, you know, just too much going on, and I just hadn't been having my thoughts. See, the thing is, too, after a while, you know, you can bring the Word with you all these different ways, but after a while, you just have to come to know it in your mind. It's like you memorize it accidentally, or, I mean, it just happens, you know it. But I hadn't been doing that. I'd been in a negative slant and I was on a baseball field there in Grand Rapids and I was just taking a walk. And I was just, yeah, Michigan. Grand Rapids, Michigan. And I was taking a walk across this ball field and I was at about third base. Nobody, there was nobody there, just me and the Holy Spirit. I was walking across, I got about to the pitcher's mound and I was in this negative kind of a state and right there on that pitcher's mound in Grand Rapids, Michigan the Lord said stop condemning yourself Steve just start right now to think on my word. Now that seems so simple. But I still remember that 40 years later. And I have remembered it many times over these 40 years. When I start getting into the thing where I, the enemy brings condemnation on me because I haven't been in the word or I haven't been whatever, and I just stop and say, ha, 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 devil. I'm doing it right now. So, you can say, ha, 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 devil, I'm starting it right now. I'm doing it right now. 
And I'm going to know it, and I'm going to show it. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And we just pray this over each of us now. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you apply it to our hearts. The words that have been spoken this morning, that you just make them reality to us. That we would be consistent, that we would be faithful in your word, that we would have continuance in your word. Not just for a day, not just for a week, not just for a few months, not just for a few years, but all the way to the finish line. We're not quitting in this race. We're going to keep on keeping on. And yeah, if we catch ourselves like some of us did this morning, we just haven't been there like we probably should have. Well, we just remember the pictures, Mountain Grand Rapids, Michigan, Lord, that you, where you showed it to me. Get off of that condemnation. Just start doing it right now. And I will speak to you. I will give you words of life. And you go from there. And you will know it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. So if you have a prayer need, we'll have ministers here at the altar. We also have, as Peter mentioned, the youth group has prepared a meal for us. Remember next week, Pop Blessing. And uh, God be with you. Till we meet again in his grace and peace and love and joy be over you his protection, his blessing, and his favor. In Jesus' name. Everybody's said, Amen. God bless you.